Good afternoon, everybody. We're very glad to have you with us again this afternoon. We have a full program of activities this afternoon. Uh, I'd like to first introduce our first speaker. He comes to us from Newview, Oklahoma, the agency that serves the state in uh, Tulsa and in Oklahoma City. Uh, his name is Dave Birch. So please welcome Dave Birch. Dave? You won't hear yourself too well, but you'll be, but it's okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Save some of that for the end. I may need it. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you for letting me, letting us from New View speak here today. Um, what a great way to start the morning. I was thinking when the Buffalo Soldiers were talking and presenting the colors, the one gentleman commented afterward about, um, he was commenting about uh, different circumstances, about how people had to prove that they could do what everybody else can do. Sound familiar a bit? I mean, he was talking about uh, the race of most of the soldiers and the gender of one of them, but you know, of course, there's similarities, and we're all in that battle, regardless of if we're looking to get back in employment or simply volunteer or just live our best dignified lives. It, uh, yeah, that, that's what stuck with me from them, as well as the presentation of the colors. But that was a great way to start the morning. So years ago, when I was living in Ohio, I looked at... Uh, I had been legally blind for years, but was not involved in any groups. And there came a point where I wanted to change that, could not track down anybody from the local ACB. So there was no NFB chapter in the Akron area. So I got a hold of the board and started one and ran it as president for four years, uh, served on the state board and did a few, you know, did, did a did a few good things, I, I hope. Um, the chapter's still going strong, but getting involved with that organization and then becoming friends and actually having some joint social events with the ACB chapter in Akron, you know, really opened my eyes, especially as I pursued my own training to get back to work. I sold my company in 2018, which I <clears throat> had run for 15 years without much in the way of uh, rehab training. I just I simply had help. We all have our personal and our work teams. But it connected me quite quickly with our state agency, which is called Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities. Uh, that's our equivalent of DRS in Ohio. I got all kinds of training, which we heard about from DRS yesterday. Um, and it put me on a path to get back to work and found myself coming to Oklahoma to do that. And I'm just grateful that I have been able to meet Kay and Tom and Vicki and Francis very quickly to get totally immersed with this organization, which I'm finding just wonderful. I've spoken at a few state conventions. I usually like to get to know the room before, before speaking to it, the audience that is. We, and I'm talking about each of you, you are the leaders of the blind community in Oklahoma. You're not leaders because you're in the room. Anybody wandering in the room then would be classified as a leader. You're leaders because you are first leaders 
that's why you're in the room. That's why you're here to gain skills, to participate, to encourage one another to go back to your chapters, to your neighborhoods, and continue to provide resources to everybody that you come across who can use them. Um, that's what attracted me to work at New View. We've got two main benefits that attracted me to the organization of when I started looking where I would work. It creates, New View creates jobs for blind people, and we provide services to any blind or visually impaired person in any of the 77 counties. The manufacturing operation we have in Oklahoma City employs more than 100 blind people. We manufacture fire hose for the United States Forestry Service and shower curtains for the Navy, wheel chocks for the Air Force, first aid kits for Red Cross. And it's exciting to walk through the plant. We can provide tours to your chapter, to your Lions Club, to any organization you're in if you're curious to see that. And it's it's gratifying to look around and because of the way the workstations are modified, you don't know who the blind employee is versus the sighted one working side by side. And that really impressed me when I first came here interviewing. The other things we do, we have digital accessibility division. We have clinic services that we're going to hear a lot more about in a moment. But that's how I got started coming here. Um, the connections I made back in Ohio led me to meet people in Oklahoma, and I'm so gratified to be here today. The, the two benefits I mentioned, I should have said, that's, that's how we pay for the services. We have the manufacturing does two things. It creates jobs for the blind, and it pays for clinic services. Speaking of that, I'd like to introduce somebody who can speak much more uh, clearly and eloquently about our clinic services. If you'd please help me welcome up here our Senior Director of our Clinic Services, Renita Jones. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I know it's been a long time since we've been able to get in the same room together. And um, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk to other people that have been in this field for so long. And, um, and it's just, it's great to get together and just have that human component. But um, so I want to, I want to just share with you a couple of things. I mean, I think a lot of you know what Newview, what the clinic does at Newview, but just so you also know about the grants and different things that we have available. Um, so right now, I mean, we cover the whole state. So right now in the Tulsa area, um, and I don't know how many people are here from Tulsa, but I know this is statewide. So, um, so the, in the Tulsa area, we have a grant that has been provided um, that is, they're providing $25,000 that we can use to supply our clients there with devices. So um, it can be it can be spent on anything. It can be new eyes. It can be um, a magnifier. It could be um, you know computer software, whatever they need. And so that twenty five thousand dollars, you know, I mean, vision equipment is expensive. So that twenty five thousand dollars isn't going to go a super long ways. But we're really thrilled to have it and to be able to tell people that um, yes, you can have that. It, it makes a big difference. So um, in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, we have low vision doctors. So we have a brand new doctor in Oklahoma City. Her name is Dr. Kalika. And um, she is 
wonderful. She's full of energy. She gets along great with everybody in the in the office, and and um, so the, the, she's communicating really well with everybody, and and the patients seem to really like her. So. Um, when the patients come in, they see one or the other of the doctors. And um, oh, and by the way, we also have a neuro-ophthalmologist in both offices now as well. They're not there every day. They're usually there, um, usually about a total of four to six days a month. And um, so for those stroke patients and traumatic brain injury patients, we can see them as well. Um, then once the doctor has seen the patient, uh, they give their recommendations as far as devices and stuff goes. And, you know, you all know as well as anybody that um, we're not going to fix anybody's vision. We, what we are going to do is try and help them use their functional vision to, to do their daily living stuff. So the, OT, the doctor will refer to the OT and give their recommendations. Our OT is, low, is a certified low vision therapist. and um, we have one in both offices, and so uh, they'll do their assessment and their evaluation and find out what people are struggling with at home, whether it's reading their their bills, whether it's um, cooking, uh, doing medication management. Uh, we do a lighting assessment, um, contrast sensitivity, which you guys are all familiar with so much of this stuff already, but it's daily living skills. And, um, and then they refer to the CODAs, who actually will go into the homes and do the training. And um, then once the once the CODAs have done that, that well, they also do some assist some um, telephone. You know, look you're looking at apps, do using apps like Be My Eyes or or different things like that that will help the magnifiers, the contrast, all those things. So, and they're really focused on trying to put together accessible or adapted things that are not going to cost a lot of money because for the most part, our population that we see are seniors. We have a lot of others, but our biggest population are seniors. And so seniors, a lot of times are on fixed income and we don't want to, we don't want to suggest things to them that are going to cost a lot of money. Now, if we'll show them stuff and then we use the devices and stuff that we have on hand from Able Tech to let them try it out and let them see if they're going to like it. And if they give them back, fine. If they, if they want to purchase them, then that's, that's um, a per, a, an option as well. Then we have our orientation mobility specialists. We have one in Oklahoma City and one in Tulsa, but we have one more coming in November after she finishes her master's degree and uh, she'll be in, in the Oklahoma City office. So, and then adaptive technology. So we have the MOVE program there. And um, it stands for more opportunities through vocational evaluation. And I know some of the DRS counselors here are aware of it because they refer to us. We, we do a real heavy instruction on technology. But beyond that, we do the daily living skills while they're there. They come, if, they, if they're coming from outside of Oklahoma City, they stay in a hotel there that's extended stay. It's got its own little kitchenette. It's got the laundry room, the workout room, all of that. So we go over to the hotel to show them how to use all that stuff and teach them how to cook. You know, we've had kids that are coming in that are out of high school and have been home for a little bit. And then their moms and dads want them to go through the program. So they come up there and go through that. Gives them some some um, independence and some self-esteem building. And they... 
with the orientation mobility, they learn how to use the public transportation. So Embark, Embark Plus, Lyft and Uber, um, you know, just all the resources that are available. Whoops. <laughs> Somebody turn my volume up. Um, I don't want to scream at you guys. Maybe if I stand back a little bit. But, um, oh, there we go. Okay, so. Um, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to keep going. If, if I'm yelling at you, I don't mean anything bad about it. Um, but, um, so. It's basically to teach them all of the travel that they can do, all the resources that they have for travel so that they can use any one that is the most efficient for them. So um, beyond that, the, the grants that we have in Oklahoma City are, one of them is from Area Wide Aging. And that grant is allowing us to see seniors that are 60 and over that live in Oklahoma, Cleveland, Canadian, or Logan County. And that pays for everything that we do from the doctor, OT, CODAs, O&M, and AT. It pays for all of that. That's not the MOVE program. The MOVE program is something totally different. But, um, but that pays for everything we do. Plus, it gives us $100 that we can spend on devices for that person. And they, they will also allow us to go out and pick them up and bring them in and then take them home if they don't have transportation. So that's a pretty nice grant from Area Wide Aging. Um, the other one we have is called the Wayfinder Grant. And it's allowed us to do a lot more counties, but really basically what that was was just a, a free clinic in several of those counties. So we did, um, we did one in Jones, Oklahoma. I don't know if you know where that is or not. It's a really small town east of Oklahoma City. And we had 31 people who came to that. That was not, it, it didn't cost them anything and it didn't have to be for low vision, but, and it was all ages. But if they did, if we did come across somebody that had low vision, we referred them to the office so that they could come in for more services. And if, if we're lucky, we can compare that or we can combine that with the area-wide aging so that they're not having to pay for the exam in the community. And then when they come to us, they can also get free services there through that area-wide aging grant. So we try to, combine the grants to make them most efficient. Uh, let's see, what have I left off? With the MOVE program, I wanted to, I wanted to also throw in the, it's, it's 90 days, that's the basic program. And then beyond that, we partner with WSB to do um, some, some career training programs. So that can be assistive technology, Microsoft Office Specialist, uh, uh, credit counseling, and they have all national certifications that go along with that. So when they finish the program, they have a, they have a certificate to take with them to look for a job. So um, anyway, I think that's kind of the nuts and bolts of what we do. Thank you, Renita. Let's hear it for Renita. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up here in a moment and turn the mic over to our friend Kevin from the library. Um, I was at a photo shoot and an interview recently with one of our MOVE graduates. He's in his 60s, wanted to get back into working after a lot of vision loss. You could see how the program really changed his life, uh, the emotion as he was being interviewed. But I get a kick out of being in that building 
and occasionally seeing a young person in one of the programs getting job readiness. Um, that's knowing that their life is going to be different with that kind of training that I work with people who do that, which is just really cool. We're speaking about jobs. Uh, we heard a lot about that yesterday. New View is hiring. If you or somebody that you know with a vision impairment wants to work, we have a lot of job openings right now, not just in manufacturing. Um, they're good paying jobs with benefits, and you can reach out to myself or Renita. We both have cards, and uh, we're both pretty easy to get a hold of in Oklahoma City. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. The job creation aspect of it really drew me to want to help build that. And finally, uh, we had the Buffalo Soldiers here again. I'll mention that this morning. We have a veterans program coming up November 10th. It is a New View's way of appreciating the veterans. It's a free luncheon for the vet and his or her family. It'll be in Oklahoma City. There is no cost. We're going to have a, a brief walk and a little uh, program for each branch of the service and their era. So if you were, say, in the Marines during Desert Storm or in the Army during Vietnam, there might be a chance of running into somebody you know. We're going to categorize the event and the day's events like that. That's November 10th. It is free. It's just New View's way of saying thank you to the veterans and their families. If you want information on that, just catch me or Renita. Uh, we have the table in the exhibit room. I'll be around through tomorrow. And please feel free to do that. Thank you again so much for having us here. And look forward to getting to know a lot of you a lot better. But let me turn the microphone over to Kevin Treese from Oklahoma Library for the Blind. Thank you. Before Kevin comes up, this is Mr. J. Uh, the program says Brian King. But Brian King's a good guy and everything, but we wanted to get the top dog here today. So, so we brought in the big guns. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very happy to welcome now to speak to us all about what's going on at OLBPH. That's the Oklahoma Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Here's the director of the library, Kevin Therese. Thank you kindly for that, Jay. And um, Dave, I'll hit you up on that lunch date. I'm a vet, so I'll come, I'll come see. <laughs> um, yeah, you got me instead of Brian. He's the more polished journalist, and I'm, I'm kind of a shoot from the hip kind of guy <laughs> when it comes to speaking. Okay. Um, it, it, it had been so long since I'd been to one of these and uh, it's like these shirts are all saying back together. It's, it's, it's really cool to get back and see folks I've known and, and to meet some new ones. Um, Y'all know I've been back there in the exhibit and I will be back there following this as well. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit of nuts and bolts of our program, but um, I know someone needs some uh, close up one-on-one -on -one to make that happen. Um, my boss yesterday, Tracy Brigham, she, uh, oh, are we done? Okay. I don't hear the difference. Do you? We're not hearing you guys in the stream. Check. Hey, hey, there we are. Okay. Um, my boss, Tracy Brigham, was uh, introducing the BEP program, which started in 1936. Well, 
that's when all this started, but in the, in the 30s as well, in 1931 with the Pratt-Smut Act. And then later on, there was a Chaffee Amendment that let us record materials and, and put them out to our patrons without violating copyright. So um, I know most of you know a lot about what the OLBPH does and our program and everything, but for the, for the benefit of those that may be new to this, um, I'll give you a little bit of background. So kind of in a nutshell, what we are is the state's public library for audiobooks. Okay. Now our, our audiobooks come in, in a form of a digital cartridge that looks like a cassette and they play in our special player. Uh, and I'll get into that a little more later. Um, now with the digital era that we're in, we can download those, you know, the BARD, that's an acronym for Braille and audio reading downloading which means you can just download books yourself from the national collection, which is really cool. Um, so back in the 30s, it started out with phonographs. We went to cassettes. And then we got these digital cartridges. Now, for the last 10 years or so, we've still had a library collection model, if you will. In other words, there were X amount of copies, one copy on one cartridge, X amount of copies on the shelf available for checkout when, when uh, patrons um, requested them. And we did the best we could to keep books available. Um, it's kind of hard to predict how many books are going to go out in, in a certain amount of time and not get too many and have too many there. So I, I say that because what we're doing now is a program called um, Duplication on Demand or DOD. And some people think of that as a patron-centric cartridge, which means the cartridge is the patrons. And same kind of um, database that processes um, the book circulation, but instead of spitting out one at a time, let's say a patron has six books that they want. The machine will recognize it, just download them on the one cartridge, and, and it's out the next day. So. That, that's really cool. And as you know, we've been able to download books for a long time now, right? But let me add something to that. Something else that uh, was occurring in the last 10 years or so is titles were becoming only available online for download. And that's not really useful to a, to a senior citizen that doesn't have a computer, much less downloading capability right so now what we've been able to do i call this bridging the gap we're literally doing the downloading forum and sending it out there so uh, i'm just just really proud to be a part of that um and our librarians those of you that don't know we have master degree librarians on staff and in our world they're known as reader advisor and that's what they do you know our patrons call in uh, want some help figuring out what they need and and getting it um, they they like it when they're not getting so many phone calls saying well, I don't have any books. Got a lot got a lot less of that now, and 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 the post office is kind of thankful that we're not sending out six or seven hundred of these rascals in and out every day. Um, but we are, but we are in the middle of a project because we had a collection right, and it, it it kind of frustrated me for last five years or so because I'm thinking. We have a digitally deliverable product, but yet we've got almost a quarter million piece inventory. What's 
something just that, that didn't look right to me. So here we are. We're there. Um, just kind of on a personal note, when I when I first came to the library back in 2010 as a, as a library employee, um, we were running side by side the cassette collection and the digital cartridge collection as we were moving from from one to the other. And even before we could even start doing that, there was there was a massive amount of cleanup that had to be done to make space for what would be the new digital cartridge collection area. Fast forward to today, and what are we doing? We're emptying the shelves. So it's it's it's, it's been a it's been a real uh, ride, shall I say? Um, okay, a little bit about what we got here, if, if you don't already know. Um, so in our library book circulation, how we get books out, um, the, I'm holding up here one of the blue mailers, plastic blue mailers. And, and on that card will be your, has to, has to be their address for it to get to the patron, right? So on the other side of that card, um, for those that, are, that can use magnification to read the titles, they're, they're the titles of all the books that are on the cassette or on that title or on this card. So um, we still get some calls every now and again, knowing what, what, what to do with the card and how it's getting back to us. It used to be you had to flip the card over so that the address would change and come back to us. Now all you do is discard the card and there's a, there's a sticker on the back with our address on it. So if you know anybody out there that's, that might be struggling with that because it's different, but that's all it is. Um, so we increase the volume by one step, press the volume up button fifteen volumes. Okay, so you got a cartridge and it doesn't doesn't have a book title on it anymore, it just says okay, talking books and whatever it is you've requested and it and it comes in the mail. So just stick that rasp in there. Play stop. Six books. Against all odds. A true story of ultimate courage and survival in World War II. Current position. Library of Congress annotation. Okay. Now, if that doesn't want if that's not the book you want to read right away, all you gotta do is press and hold the play stop button. Bookshelf. Six books. Book six. Unmasked. Six. Unmasked. My life solving America's cold cases. And again. Hello. Bookshelf. Six. Six. Unmasked. Do what? My life solving America's cold cases. Now I do, yeah. Five. Against there all odds. A true story for El Chapo, the untold story of the world's most infamous drug tree. For such a time as this. Okay, you got the idea. Thank you, Jay. I didn't know I was already at the end of my rope there. I was <laughs> trying to go fast forward. Okay. And that kind of typifies how anybody would, you know, play around with it and figure out where they're at and where they need to go. Um, it, all, all the buttons here are tactile, and, and all the buttons also, if you hit them, it'll tell you what they are and what they do. So, um, right, right, right. 
So we'd like to install the volume. To increase the volume by one step, tone up. To raise the tone of the voice by one step, speed up. To increase the reading speed by speed, speed up. To increase the read. Play, stop. To start or stop play. Oh, I gotta put that back in. Some people like to read fast. Six books. Come on. Back. Beginning of book. For such a time as this, my faith journey through the White House and beyond. By Kaylee McEnany. CB107301. Copyright 2021. Kaylee McEnany. Read by Carrie Dugan. Is that reading time? Seven hours 30. Is that Vicky speed? Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to mention uh, we got our friends from New View here. We got the VA. We've got our counselors and rehab techs and O&M specialists and a lot of other folks on the SBVI staff. They're all part of this too. And part of their intake is to let them know about the library. And of course, we get lots of applications and, and get people signed up for that. So we really appreciate that. And any, anytime we have a speaking engagement, we like to say, hey, uh, we, we need you all to be ambassadors for us. So um, obviously, I would encourage that if you still can. Um, I wanted to hit on a couple other things. Oh, right. Um, some of you know, some of you may not know, we have a studio that can make these products and we're real proud of that i mean we were we were one of the first uh regional libraries to be able to do that when we were kind of pioneering um covid kind of slowed that down because you got to get the narrator in and get him in a booth and you know, that can be all contaminated and somebody going in and out of there so there was there, were, there was a lot to to work there but we're we're kind of through all that mess again and, and we're and we're starting things back up again and um i got a new studio director her name's Kat Jensen um and she's she's doing a great job of trying to to get us back going again and there's 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 some technological advances that are going to um make their job and make a better product to get out to you as well so that's that's really exciting um she is also um in charge of OTR um those of you that are library patrons can sign up for that anytime OTR excuse me is Oklahoma Telephone Reader and that's a service that you can access through a phone and a computer system to get to some local um, uh, just yeah, we got time. So.
Today is Saturday, September 17th. Press 1 for Oklahoma. Press 2 for the Total World. Press 3 for Community Newspaper. Press 4 for Store Ads. Press 5 for Announcements. Press 6 for Short Stories. Press 7 for Daily Devotion. Press 8 for Humor. Press 9 for Magazine. The Oklahoma. Having the CDP category number now. They'll know the category number you want. Save a complete list. The Oklahoma new category. Press 10 for Obituary. Press 11 for Staff Editorial. Press 12 for Horoscope. Press 13 for Health. Eight for Duty. Press 10. Just let us go to you an idea what's on here. Okay, sorry. I think I, I always think I got it closer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just shoot it. Can't pot. Oh, 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 nope, nope. I didn't want to do that. Well, I'll go back in there and skip all the skip all the mess. You might have noticed that the first category was obituaries, and you might have been thinking, what? Yeah, consider the demographic of our, of our patronage, and yeah, same with the store ads. You know, they, they may not be driving to the store anymore, but they want to know where the bargains are and, and where somebody can help them out and take them. Yeah, <laughs> got, got the choir over here. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think I need to um, play with the phone anymore and be up here and keep you captive to that. I can certainly demonstrate that more back at our exhibit table. Um, happy to do that. A lot of our patrons don't necessarily want to mess with the player um, because they're adept to their reading device. Um, I, I just happen to have my, my own iPhone here. Yeah, there's an app for that and, and plenty of other devices too. So um, as I'm holding them up here, for those of you that can't see, it's a screen that basically em emulates the player. I got a book in here that Scott Pelley narrates. Struggling household. People struggle emotionally. People struggle financially to get through the day. This small town world, which I continue to return to. When I write, I put my father's clothes on. Yeah. Okay. That's Scott Pelley's book, Truth Worth Telling. And he, he, he runs a gamut of topics in there. Um, I still haven't gotten through it. Um, so some ask who qualifies for these services. I mean, all these free books and free equipment and all that. Um, it's, we're a disability-centric service, like a lot of the other ones you have. There's, there's a simple application process. Um, some people think by nature of our, of our name, Oklahoma Library for the Blind, that somebody has to be blind to receive services. And no, um, if the person with corrected vision still st struggles to read standard print, then we're here for them. Um, also a new development in the past few years, um, our mothership, the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, loosened up the regulations for people with reading disabilities. Um, the big reason for, you know, having to have an MD or DO sign off on that particular disability is you can imagine the numbers of people that, you know, may be interested in doing that. And there just wasn't enough players to go around. But now, of course, most people coming into our program They'll, they'll have their own devices to, uh, to use. So it's not such a big deal to get it out there to them. Um, this new way we're, we're, we're getting titles out, um, a number of different titles out to our patrons, it's, it's increased our readership, at least 
insofar as looking at how many titles that people are getting in a week or a month, it's, it's almost tenfold. Um, and kind of makes sense. Instead of waiting for one book to go back and forth and then another one and another one, and another, you just get all, all in one and, and there you are. There you are. Um, Um, some of you know we also have another service in our library known as the AIM Center. That's another acronym for Accessible Instructional Materials. Um, we work with children birth through the twelfth grade. Again, that's that's another service that's evolving amongst the digital world we live in and some other technological advances. Um, but still, there may be aids that kids need in the classroom that aren't all that technological. You know, yeah, a magnifier with a light or a talking calculator or something like that. Um, one of the cool things that we've been getting out to these kids lately is a briefcase version of a CCTV. Um, pull it out of a case, and plop it on the desk, and, and not only can, can the kid read the document right in front of them that he needs to enlarge, he can flip that camera around and bring the whiteboard to them. And that's awesome. Um, and, you know, kids are all about not wanting to feel goofy amongst their peers, right? Well, this, this kind of helps that out quite a bit. They're not that weird kid back in the corner, you know, with this big monster CCTV back there. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, again, digital world. Um, in past years, we had a bit of a, uh, a fair amount of a collection of Braille and large print textbooks. When we when iPads first came out, it was kind of an oh wow kind of thing. We we can do this instead of carrying a bunch of large print books around. You know, um, some of you, you recall back in your high school days, your a textbook that was really kind of thick and hard to carry around. Well, times that by about three or four, and that and that's what these kids were carrying back and forth. Now, not just iPads. There's a whole list of different um, devices they can get their books on. They can make whatever font. They see best, however big it is, whatever the background is. There, there may be a, a color contrast between the background and the font that could be an aha moment for a kid. And, and it could be like, oh, wow, okay, I can see that a whole lot better. And that's just, that's just so helpful to, to the kiddos. And ah, it's great. And from where I sit in my office and, and occasionally I, I, I uh, do a little time at reception up front and it's like every day the UPS guy is just bringing loads and loads of more equipment. And I know our, our, our aim center, you know, they got to, you know, tag it and inventory it and then send it out, send it out to where it's needed. We got movable shelves too, but we don't want a bunch of stuff on the shelves. We want to, we want to get out there to the kids and, and, and doing it, doing some good for us. Um, I've got, broach another subject right quick because some some people like to know um as you know services for the blind and visually impaired includes the library um we talked about the bep but um at the shepherd center in oklahoma city you got the rehab teachers and OM specialists and uh peer pm of mine um cheryl snow and, and, and the rest of her group out there you know we've been hearing for a couple three years now that we're all going to be one happy family at the library well, it, for various and sundry reasons, it's, it's, it, keeps, it keeps getting delayed, but it's not getting forgotten about. Um, my being responsible for the building, I, I, I 
and I try as I best I can to to keep whatever's theirs in good shape. But there's some things that need to happen before anybody can move back in that back back area where nobody's been in a while, and there's some things to take care of. Um, some build out that needs to be done because um, there, there's an apartment mock up at the Shepherd Center, and that needs to um, uh, the library needs to be able to accommodate that as well, and all, and all the AT and, and the office space. So we're going to get there. Um, some might be excited about it, some may, maybe not so much, <laughs> but um, we're. It's it's all about being good stewards of the of the property that we're in charge of. When we own that building, and there's a lot of empty space that could be getting used, so we want to be doing doing our best with our taxpayer funds. Um, that was kind of a weird subject to end on. Is there any questions that I could entertain and maybe go down another road? We got one up front and one back in the back. I saw you back there. I'll come up here front first, and we'll go to the back. Okay. Got it. Oh, okay. Um, I had heard from somebody, and I don't remember who it was now, that they were going to do some kind of pilot project where you could have a device and plug it in, and it would download a bunch of books. Yes, that is in the works at the national level. Um, as you might can imagine, there, there's there's been some things to get over technologically to make that happen. But they are they are working on it. And thanks for bringing that up because that is going to be the next thing. You're going to speak into a device. A patron is going to speak into a device and have immediate access to the collection. There's some telecommunications hurdles to get over to make that. Yeah, I'm in the back well. of the room. Who wanted? Who had a question? Okay, I think I heard Debbie. All right, just a second. I'm coming. I see you, Debbie. So are the refreshable rail displays still going on? And are we going to get them in Oklahoma? Yes. Um, I can't project the time right now. I know there's so many hundred that NLS has available that they're getting out there. And I, I, I can't say for sure what the what the priority system is or where we're at there, but it's, it's going to happen. She says, okay, that's fine. No, we're talking about um, our regular adult library services. Okay. Another question. Just a minute. I have a question back here in the back. Hi, um, my name is Sean. Um, first off, I want to thank the library for the blind, uh, for being a wonderful outlet for my imagination. Uh, without you, I, I, I really don't know where my mind would be. So thank you for all the hard work that you do, first and foremost. Uh, Can I answer that just right quick, and then you can get to the second part? Huh? Can I answer that first part right quick? Oh, okay. It wasn't. And, and sure, give me the second one too. But um, just my experience today being at the exhibit table, it's, it, it's been a glorious mix of people that have been patrons for a while telling me, oh, what a lifesaver this is, uh, you know, and all that. And there's, I've had a couple new ones come in that needed to know about what was going on. And of course, I was happy to show them and give them an application and hope they come on board. Sean had another part of you his bet. question. Now, how do you guys get your books? Like, there's been some books that I've gone to look for that um, 
they that you guys don't uh have and there's also the new game of thrones book which you know i'm really addicted so i kind of want that to be available you know so is there a way like to like suggest books or like stuff like that yeah on, on the nls website there is a place you can uh um suggest titles of course you can call the library and tell us and we'll write it down and get it on as well um something really good that's developed lately um even in the regular print world when a when an author puts out a bestseller typically right along with it or very close behind is going to be the audiobook version and all and nls and their legal eagles get together with the publisher and their legal eagles and they you know they make it available to go out on our program because they know it's disability centric and it's not just going out to anybody. One of the good things is I'm going to work my way up to the front of the room. NLS does have a selection committee that works on books. And also uh, in the past year or so, at least past couple of years, they've been reissuing more and more books that are available commercially. Mm -hmm. They worked out arrangements with NLS to publish the book. So that's increased our population, increase the number of books that are already available. Now I'm back up to the front of the room and who had a question? Can, can I piggyback off of Jay just right quick? Okay. 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 Um, I was at the um, ACB convention and they talked about the um, audio or the um, Echo Dots and Google and some of the other devices that we all have in our homes or many of us have and they said that that eventually that they may be available bard may be available on those devices do you know how long that will be there's yeah um yeah i, I heard the question and i'm trying to figure out how to how to answer it i i, I i'm sorry um There's there's a there's a host of different products that can receive the stream, um, Google and Android. There, there there is the same there is the same app on the, the Google and Android and Android are in, are in the same sentence, right? Lady A, do do we have a person that might know what that is? And Alexa, okay. Alexa and Google Home are the two items, two of them. Okay. In answer to his question about Game of Thrones, okay, they have a contract with Audible, and it should be coming. It is out on Audible right now, okay? So it should be coming to the library before long, okay? Because I just downloaded it from Audible. Kevin, I would like to know now, uh, Jay had the privilege of getting started with the e-reader. And no, I know, but I was wondering if you know if the e-reader will ever be upgraded to have more cells, because at this time it's 20 cells and it you're, it's slow reading. I'll find out about that and get back with you. 
that's that, something that's been been asked by other people too for that issue. Okay, I'm going to come over here to Vicky. She has a question coming up. All right, Vicky, go ahead. I'll hold the mic for you. Oh, okay. Um, I should know this, having been a library employee, but um, yeah, I get 15 books on a cartridge, and sometimes. I get book five in a series and book 10 in a series and book three in a series. Is there a way that on a cartridge you could request a whole series of a particular author? Yes. Just call the library. Okay. Speak to one of the librarians. They can make that happen. Okay. Thank you. Um, and that's one of the cool things about multiple books on one cartridge as well. Um, wonderful. A lot of times you got, you know, five and three, then yeah, no, if Little House on the Prairie, for example. If you want all that, we'll get it all on one cartridge for you. <laughs> Somebody had mentioned about book selection. Um, of course, we have a selection process for what we do in our studio as well. And we're always open to those suggestions. Mind you, what we want is either something about Oklahoma or something written by an Oklahoma author. And really, that's what everybody else in the country is trying to do. And, you know, our neighbors up in Missouri, they'll, they'll have a studio doing stuff that's centric to them or in other states and other places. So uh, call, and if there's something that's just on your heart and you would like to see it, let us know, and we'll see about getting it. Any other final questions? In the back again. Get your steps, EJ. No, you can't shout it out because people who I'm a coming. Haunted Oklahoma is going to be coming out to a library near you. <laughs> I had, and then I forgot a question. It left him. Oh, this one. I, okay. You You're ready? too young for that. Go on. <laughs> it's medical. He remembered now. Um, so I am curious, like, I personally think I have an amazing voice and I think I could read books and make them sound really Some good. audition. But I, but I think I, I would do it with, with emotion. So like, um, I, depends on what the book calls for. If there's emotion in the book, then we want emotion in the narrator. Right. Okay. So then what about, um, do you, are you familiar with, uh, Q code media? No. Okay. Well, this this thing that's uh, Q Club Media, and they are, um, I, I call them immersible or uh, podcast. Basically, um, it's like live action. Do y'all do stuff like that? I think there's a point here where I can comment on that because I'm former recording person. Um, the thing about reading a book is. There's a thin line between the narrator and the book. You don't need to have the narrator taking over the author's attention. So what, what we're trying to do here is, you do, so, so narrators don't put on voices because mm -hmm. that changes the whole complex of what the, uh, the author might have meant. So our narrators, that read the books that we get from NLS, if you'll notice some of the books that come commercially, they're almost, well, they, 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 they take over the book and the author's uh, intent gets lost. But 
from the NLS readers, the readers that come from the NLS talking book program, they don't have that. They 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 work very hard to keep the drama out and and make it so that the author's intent comes through. And they don't they don't put on voices. Yeah, this making of a digital audiobook is very meticulous. And anything we try to put out will go back and forth to NLSQA at least a few times before it ever gets put up on BARD. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we've had people come and ask for books and they think they might be out in the next couple months or so. And it just doesn't work that way because Although uh, it's the, narrators are the narrators are typically volunteers and they may only be in for an hour or two every week and it's their project. And when it gets done, it gets done. Oh, and our, our volunteers are awesome, by the way. We've, we've got retired broadcasters and English majors and stuff like that, and they do a wonderful job. Yes. I think we have Julie. another statement. Or send me home or some, whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. okay. I just want to tell y'all also that we have a patrons group for the library, okay? If you would like to be a patron and support the library in some of their functions, we provide them with equipment that they can't get otherwise. It's the Oklahoma Librarians for Special Services, OSLS. And... um. Yeah, okay. Oklahoma Special Library Services. Yeah. Right. And I get Library's my, Friends Group, okay? Right. That's right. It's a library's friends group. And you're welcome. And I think for patrons, it's $10 a year. Yep. And for non-patrons, it's $15, $15 a year. And we have business that's a hundred, yeah, a hundred a year. If you want to be a part of the friends group, and we have meetings. And anytime Kevin or the library or Pepper from the AIM Center needs equipment yeah. that they can't get otherwise, yeah. then we try to provide it. Okay. Thank you for reminding me to 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 speak for you guys. Um, so our friends group, I'm, I'm going to go back a few years. Um, we used to have to keep a lot of these digital cartridges available for us to be able to make um, copies for, and they weren't cheap. I mean, four gigahertz, four gigahertz um, flash drive now is a couple of bucks, but it wasn't when they first came out. It was like 10 bucks a pop for each one of these things, and it eventually got down to around four or five bucks a pop, so it didn't cost too much, but there's this to say they helped us with that. I mean, there, was, there was a couple big purchases we had to make and we, and we split the cost of it. And, and, and they help us with, you know, kind of smaller things like the volunteer needs for the volunteers that work in the studio, um, keeping them in water and coffee. And uh, you got some furniture and some stuff for them here recently. And, and, and that's appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when iPads were a novelty, they they were kind of expensive back then too. And yes, thank you for that, Deb. But, but we've also we've also bought things like the Visio books uh, for the AIM Center. 
at one time the AIM Center didn't have grants and stuff, and they were there were huge demands for different types of aids and that weren't on the shelf. And that's when the friends would step up and buy equipment to be mm -hmm. checked out. It's very, very helpful to particularly small schools in rural Oklahoma. Pepper Watson, our AIM Center director, she uses different funding streams, not the least of which is, a, is called a federal quota that's run out of the uh, American Printing House in, in Louisville. She gets X amount of dollars for each student for each year. And those funds are all together and she manages what we get with them. And we've kind of sweet talked OSDE to give us some funding here in the last few years too. So we've had, we've had some pretty decent support um, as of late. And, that, and that's a blessing because these, these kids need help and they need, they need to be doing what their peers are doing in the classroom. Start early, right? I think I heard that before out there somewhere. Oh, and Braille. Let's not forget about Braille. That's a matter of literacy for the kids. So got to keep, keep that going. Keep encouraging that. Well, Kevin, we want to thank you very much for coming today and speaking to us. Thank you all. Come visit me if you haven't already. Talking about the library. Okay, here's the situation as we see it at the moment. We're going to take a break now till 3 o'clock. Wait, we, I think I'm hearing somebody has an announcement. And maybe we ought to do a door prize. That, that. So maybe we should do that. You need to be present to win the door prize. Okay. The announcement is I was told to uh, re-announce that we have a silent auction where we ate lunch and there's a lot of good stuff over there because Francis and Jeannie and I spent a lot of time putting all that stuff together that you guys generally generously donated. And tonight we're going to have a live auction. We have a good auctioneer, I understand. And so we really need everybody to come and visit and, and give of your money generously because it all goes to OCB for our advocacy and all our projects. So let's do a door prize. The first door prize is a collection of jellies and a $10 uh, Target gift certificate. And here we go, Francis. Norman Dalkey. Norman Dalkey. Now you, Vicky, use this. Yeah, where is he? She's there. Is she gonna? Is she? Gonna, is she gonna come up here? I don't. She needs. That one's hot. 